What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Video Game Randomizer, and happy holidays. Today, we're going to be talking 8-Bit Christmas, directed by Michael Douse. And you can find that on HBO Max if you want to go watch that before you listen to our breakdown of it. So, I am Rico, and with me, as always, Jeff. Yo. And Joe. Hi, guys. What is up? It is Christmas season. What are you guys up to? I uh, I was just listening to the greatest Christmas album of all time, Hanson's Snowed In. So I <laughs> Very am, nice. I am full of the Christmas spirit at the moment. I don't think I ever listened to that. You should. Pause this. Go listen to it and report back. <laughs> um, is you have it on vinyl too? No. Oh my God. I don't even know if that exists, but I'm going to find out. That'd be great. No, I had the CD, but um, I don't know what happened to it. I wish I still had it. Jeff, what are you up to? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Let's see right now, I ain't doing shit. You sore from your uh, working? Yeah. Yeah. I had a fun day. My dog's pregnant. I don't know if I mentioned that already. So oh, she's yeah. been a pain in the ass. Is she crying? Yeah. She's mm. like, I don't know. I've had to, I had to let her out like twice last night, mm. like in the middle of the night, which she was, was always great with like sleeping throughout the night, but nope, I had to wake up. Well, that's nice. So what do you guys uh, been playing? Anything? I'm... I'm finally starting to get rolling with Darkest Dungeon. I'm going to probably, once we get this episode out of the way, I'm going to hit it hard. I have a long weekend coming up, so I'm going to dig into it. But other than that, I've just been not playing anything, really. Hmm. Yeah, that's too exciting over here. That's about all I've been playing, too. Yeah. Fucking, I put so many hours into that game. How many hours yet? Uh, what did I say yesterday? Like 27 or, or 33, somewhere around there. I thought you were at like 40. No, nah, not yet. I think oh. I'm like 30s. But yeah, I'm about 20 hours. A lot of hours. Yeah, I'm about 20 hours in. I think uh I think I'm uh, burnt out on it. Um anyways, besides that, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet still. I'm in uh the end game area. It's really cool. There's still a story going on after you beat all the gyms and stuff in the Elite Four. I love it. Ooh. Caught my first shiny. Uh what the hell's his name? Kotix or something? Coat I think it's uh I don't know what it is. I keep forgetting the name of it, <laughs> but I think it's Kotix or something like that. Um, and I also started a new game, which is really fun. It is uh, Vampire Survivors. It's on Game uh, Pass. I think it's yeah. like four bucks on Steam too, but it's really, really cool. It's like a... I've seen a lot of stuff about that, like a yeah. lot of uh, gameplay. Yeah, it's Looks like a rogue like, but like you, uh, you just like the, you're a guy, or whatever your character, and. There's just swarms of enemies coming in, and then they drop these jewels, and you pick those up, you get experience, and every time you level up, you get, like, a new weapon or upgrade a weapon, 
and they're just attacking the countless number of enemies. And uh, it's really, really fun. But I didn't get too far yet into it. I don't I don't know if I want to uh, I think I'm going to save it. I, I played about an hour and my eyes were burning. <laughs> but Joe, I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I don't think yeah, I've heard of that one. You probably would. And that would be a game that you would love. It's on Game Pass, so go download it. And that's about it. And I watched, and we're going to be talking about 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah, buddy. So, anything else before we get to the movie? Uh, Yeah, one thing real quick. Our petition for to bring back the Resident Evil show, it's up to 163. So... Go sign that. It's uh, change.org. It's a Resident Evil show. Bring it back. So I'll yeah. drop another link in the description. Yeah. All right. Joe, you want to lead us in? Sorry, I'm looking up Vampire Survivors. It's like a Castlevania bullet hell. That looks really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very Castlevania-ish. I'm definitely going to check And that out. they're calling right. it. They're calling it a bullet heaven for some reason. I don't know why. Bullet heaven. It's, it's a bullet hell, but it's funny. Yeah, probably, I like it's a yeah. funny name. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Sorry. Back on track. All right. So we will be talking about 8-Bit Christmas, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was directed by Michael Dows with a screenplay by Kevin Jakubowski, who actually wrote a novel by the same name. I didn't know that until I looked it up. It was released on November 24th, 2021, exclusively to HBO Max. It stars Winslow Fagley as young Jake Doyle, Neil Patrick Harris as adult Jake Doyle, Steve Zahn as John Doyle, June Diane Raphael as Kathy Doyle, Bella Luna Resnick as Lizzie Doyle, and Sophia Reed Gansert as Annie Doyle. And there's so many more. I just stopped with the family, but... Everyone in this movie was great. All the kid actors are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like mean, uh they give you like a Stephen King's it loser club vibe. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was cast well and did a really good job. I got um, a question. Shoot. What's the little girl's name? Which the sister? Yeah. Lizzie. Okay, who's Annie Doyle? Annie's his daughter, Jake's daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Um, scores. This movie has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty good for IMDb standards. And 83% critic rating and 75% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 66 Metacritic score. Those are all really good you think? scores. And I think well-deserved. They are. For Christmas movie, I guess. Yeah. 83 and 75 on Rotten. That's That's good across the board. Yeah, especially yeah, in a Christmas movie. Yeah, IMDb, usually once you hit, like, the mid-sevens, you're talking about praised movies. IMDb is always, like, hovering around sixes and high sixes, low sevens, so that's good. Metacritic, 66, that's not terrible, but for a Christmas movie, yeah, I think it's good. Not bad. Um, so... 8-Bit Christmas 
follows Jake Doyle, who is sharing a story of his childhood quest to obtain the most coveted Christmas gift of all, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I don't have any trivia. I couldn't find any good trivia for this. All the trivia on IMDb is stupid. Yeah. So it's like uh, they're telling two different stories, too. It's, well, once in the present time, once in the past. Yeah. They do it better than Resident Evil, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Um. Yeah, that's that. Is there anything else before we get into it? No, let's want to go through it, the plot points or whatever. Yeah. So basically, oh, also, I love Neil Patrick Harris and Steve Zahn. So they're like two of my favorite people ever. Yeah. So I'm so glad they were both in it. Yeah. Steve Zahn's a really good, like, distracted Christmas dad. <laughs> yeah. He's great. <laughs> um. Okay. So we start out with Jake and his daughter. I immediately forgot her name, Annie. And they're walking down the street in Chicago and they're discussing. She's venting about how she wants a phone for Christmas. And he's basically explaining to her why she can't have one. And they're on their way to his mother's house. Where his they're childhood meet, home. Yeah, his childhood home where they're going to meet his wife and son for Christmas. And when they get there, nobody's home. And while thinking of a way to pass the time... They go to up to his old childhood bedroom and break out his Nintendo, where he starts to tell her the story about yeah. how he came to get his Nintendo. I yeah. love this opening. Yeah, like when he when they start to play Paperboy. Yeah, I and love then Paper it kind of transitions like back and forth like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was awesome. Like, yeah, and as like he's telling the story and like different details are coming up, like what you're seeing is changing. Yeah. So, like, um, the second she walks in the door, she's like, I'm bored. It was literally yeah. the second she walks in the door. <laughs> yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. And, and then he she was... calls the NES Tupperware. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like Tupperware. Tupperware. But um, he breaks out, like, a shoebox of games, which is classic. And uh, games that I noticed that were in there. Paperboy, obviously, they play that. Rampage. Uh, Spy Hunter. Defender 2. Narc. And Super Sprint? I don't know what Super Sprint is, though. Yeah, and yeah. Know. And yeah, that um so they that transition to where they're playing they're playing Paperboy, and then it transitions into him riding his bike as a kid. Really cool transition. Yeah, that was neat. I, I skipped something too. When Jake and Annie are walking down the street at the very oh, beginning, he yeah. slips and falls on the patch of ice. Oh, I forgot about that. In front of uh, Santa Claus. One of those uh, Salvation Army Santa Clauses. Yeah, so remember that. Remember that. That's in front of the mall, too, right? Yeah, that's something I didn't catch the first time around. I I noticed that when I watched it today. Yeah, I didn't Um, realize it either. Yeah. So our story starts, our 1988 story starts with Jake on his way to Timmy Keen's house. Timmy Keen is the local rich kid. He's the only one who has a Nintendo. And each day he allows the first 10 kids to show up at his house to come in and essentially watch him play Nintendo. 
I love Timmy Keen. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was my favorite character. What the hell was he wearing? Like a karate outfit? <laughs> yeah, I think his, it, was it was just a robe, right? It was his Taekwondo uniform. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And with yeah. the checkered vans, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a little dick. I love it. There's like so, a Nintendo chat going on, chant going on too outside of his house. So, were how old were you guys? Like, when did you did you did you guys grow up during the eight, late eighties or the nineties? I was born in ninety. I was born oh, in ninety one. Okay. okay. So yeah, I wish I was this. I wish I was this age at this time when yeah. Nintendo came out because it's like nothing like ever that ever came out before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. This was still, I think, to a degree nostalgic for us because we were still this age before like the Internet and all that shit was really a thing. So it still had enough there to where I I appreciated a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What do they go in? They pick the people for his house. Or how does he pick the people to go in this house? He he just randomly picked, right? He's just yeah. like you, you, this you, time, you. Yeah, yeah. This time he's just kind of out there like a bouncer at like a fancy nightclub, and he's just plucking kids out. And, and then, I think this is where we meet his dog too, right? His yeah, little his, rat dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His little I, shit that, dog. That dog is so great. Yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. like a scoop. He's got a pinball machine too. He's got a yeah. sick boombox. I never heard of that pinball machine, Scuba. Scuba? Yeah, I don't know. So he does say one funny line, though. He goes uh, to the kids. He says, there's tape over there if you have holes in your socks. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a douche. Yeah. Or yeah, he offers them Pop-Tarts. And then he asks his mom. And she's like, how many do you need? And he counts everyone in the room. And he's like, just one. <laughs> yes. I guess we can all kind of relate to someone like that. Yeah, uh, the rich, the local rich kid that went to our school or whatever, they always had the best of everything. Yeah, they weren't as they, douchey, but yeah, they they did a good job with all of like the the archetypes in the friend group. Yes, because I also did. loved uh, Farmer, kid Ooh. that just made everything up. Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Um, yeah. What happens here? That he so, just put... um, they, they here they just watch him play duck hunt essentially. And then this is when Jake goes home and he tries. His mom is bad at multitasking. So he gets her doing a bunch of stuff and then asks her for a Nintendo. And she says, yes. And then he tricks his father also into saying yes to buying him a Nintendo. The dyslexic Bob Vila. The dyslexic Bob Vila played by the one and only Steve Zahn. Bob Vila. I haven't heard that name in so long. Yeah. Jeff, you I know Bob say... Vila's? No, I don't. I don't even know what he's. What was he from? He was just like a home improvement guy. He was just a yeah. He was just a, like a TV, do it yourself, handyman guy, and he was also Tim the Toolman Taylor's arch nemesis. Was he actually in the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Occasionally, they had like a big feud going on. <laughs> so I liked in this part which I'm sure happens with a lot of homes. The mom's making cookies and he says, yeah, my mom makes about a thousand cookies a year, but my dad is yet to have one. 
yeah. I think he said no one's eight one, right? Yeah, nobody in their family is eight one. They're all for <laughs> other people. <laughs> oh yeah, because he does try to eat one, and she slaps yeah. his hand at one point. He does yeah. that. If she does that a few times. Um, yeah, Steve Zahn's what's his name? Um, sorry, John Doyle, the father. John Doyle. So he's like trying to get uh Jake Doyle to go play outside. And he's like, it's freezing out. He's like, it's not even below zero. <laughs> and then the daughter, his little sister is pretty good too. She's like a little sassy girl. Yeah. She's like, rant. looks like a looks like a no go on Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> when his parent when his parents say that he's not getting Nintendo. Yeah, because she says that, and they all like look at each other and they start laughing. And then the dad's like, she's the best kid ever. <laughs> so um... stupid. All right, I got a bone to pick with this next character that shows up. Oh, man, you don't like, uh, what's his name? Jagorski? Jagorski, yeah. So they, it cuts to like them at school and they're playing King of the King of the Mountain. Yeah, I love that game. Great game. Yes, absolutely. If you don't know what King of the Mountain is, Jeff, I'm looking at you. Oh, I know what it is. You got a snow pile <laughs> and you're like fighting to be the King of the Mountain. <laughs> Um, so this guy, I knew I recognized him from a movie I just watched. So I watched Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's on Netflix. It's a Stephen King uh, short story they made into a movie. And he's the bully in that, that movie, too. No shit. Yeah, but he's more of an asshole in that one. He's like a likable asshole in this one. Yeah. But um... oh, Okay, yeah. I liked him. Yeah, I think he was a good character. He's a, how old? He's so much older than the rest of the kids. Yeah. Well, they said like, oh, uh, what's his name? Jared, right? Jake. Jake. Jake Jared. <laughs> or no, the, who's the bully's name? Oh, Josh Jagorski. Yeah. Well, they they were like, yeah, we nobody knows how old he is, but uh, people see him at the gas station buying beer or something all the time, and. <laughs> And they're in like eighth grade or something, seventh grade. I don't know. You know, I never looked up to see. I want to see how old that kid is because he is gigantic compared to the other kids. But um, anyway. So this is where they're he's he's just on top of the mountain and he's just cleaning house and throwing kids around. He's about three times the size of every other kid in school. Um. And this is where we find out that Timmy Keen got the new Nintendo Power Glove. Oh, yeah. And I love when they cut to him practicing. <laughs> and he's just got his sunglasses on. And he's just doing karate chops. <laughs> yeah. With a crowd of kids around him. And... I'm glad that they brought up that the Power Glove su- actually sucked. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that whole sequence was good. Um. <laughs> And they have the scoop and they plan on going over to his house because this time he's accepting only bribes to get in. (laughs) But unfortunately, they tell Farmer who ends up blabbing to everyone. So basically every kid in town and the gym coach (laughs) go up at Keen's doorstep with presents. Yeah, His um... his gift was my favorite. He said, I have unmarked cash yeah 
Jake yeah, brings a, a summer sausage, his dad's summer sausage. It's gourmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to think of what some some of them the gifts were cool. Some kid brought the game of life. I don't the remember little, what the other ones were. The little weird kid had a goldfish in a bag. Oh yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. Is yeah. it the one twin brings his dad's Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. That yeah. gets him in. And but, um, Jake doesn't get in. He has to go through the dog dog door. Sneaks yeah, he in. Get, he gives the sausage to the dog and sneaks in. I was hoping that would turn into something, but he just kind of shows up in the basement and no one cares. Yeah, yeah, right. He's just like there the next scene. So, so I really I hate how Tammy Hodges uses a Nintendo controller. So yeah, it's definitely that like pretend like you're into the game. Right. They're just like clicking buttons. She's like shaking her arms like crazy. Yeah. Okay, speaking of that, this same scene is when I figured that twin Tammy looks exactly like the girl from Polar Express. And I never seen Polar Express. You've never seen I haven't, Polar Express. I haven't watched no. that recently enough to Oh my god. That no. scene she had her hair in like pigtails and it was exactly she looks exactly like the girl from there. They might yeah. have done that on purpose. I feel like this movie was loaded with little nods and references and stuff. Oh yeah, I see her. Yeah, kinda. But yeah, anyways, she's like playing she's playing the kid in a fighting game. Yeah, he's got the power glove and she has a regular controller and she's whooping his ass. Yeah. And what and happens? Then... Oh, I'll help. This is this. where we end Favorite up finding part. out that the power glove is absolute trash. And Tim Keen, who they mentioned earlier, is prone to having meltdowns and has anger issues, just loses it. And everyone eggs him on and it results in him doing a flying karate kick into his TV, <laughs> smashing it and sending it toppling over onto his poor little dog. <laughs> this part was so fucking funny dude like, <laughs> i was watching this with my girlfriend she literally like gasped watching it i did too i didn't expect that to happen i like my hand went over my mouth i was like oh my god yeah i was kind of upset i'm like they had to kill the dog <laughs> oh and at, at the same time uh over the, she, he has like a like a radio system in his basement to like talk to his mom his yeah. mom rings in at the same time does anybody want some tang <laughs> <laughs> what is um because what does jake say it cuts back to adult jake and annie's all upset over the dog getting crushed and she's like i thought you said the 80s were safe or she's like i thought you said it was safe back then and he's like no it was the 80s stuff got real yeah <laughs> um so i have a question for you guys because they're running away uh, would you rather get arrested or never play Nintendo again? Because that's what he asks, or that's what he says. <laughs> As a child, I wait. You can never play any Nintendo system again. Or I would get arrested. Or if get I arrested. if I'm thinking of it from a child's brain, I think I'd rather get arrested. Yeah, it's not good. And you're not like going to jail. Just yeah, it depends what you get arrested for. You know, I mean, right. I'd get grounded, but. Yeah, before getting arrested, but <laughs> I think I'd I'd take the temporary hit yeah. over the permanent Nintendo ban. Yeah, Me that too. part's funny because they run outside and everyone's just freaking and they all split. 
and he gets outside and the one kid's like what happened and he's like oh my god there's sound there's so many bones breaking <laughs> and he's like bones breaking what happened and then he gets on the one kid's bike the the military kid and he's just on the bike screaming <laughs> that was yeah. all really well done that was probably my favorite scene through the whole movie yeah so with that the nintendo nights at the keen house is no more it's game over game over now the next scene jake is getting ready for school and this is where we learn that his mom in a fit of frantic couponing accidentally bought him purple girls boots right and this is like they're rooting for a snow day right and yeah her school didn't get off yeah because the mom's the teacher yeah oh yeah yeah you're right yeah and she throws something remember that feeling remember that feeling when every other school would get off but yours turn on the news watching a little ticker at the bottom waiting waiting for your school name to go by yeah yeah now they just text it to you and i do like i don't know this isn't relevant for anybody else but batavia was the town that they're in and there's like you know batavia like a half hour from me it was pretty oh, cool. Is that, uh, was that yeah. where they? Yeah, so they were. Uh-huh. It was Batavia, wasn't it? Yeah. Good call. So go on with the boots show, sorry. Uh, no, no, that was pretty much it. He's has his purple flowery girls boots, and which he explains to Annie, who doesn't understand that back then that was basically a death sentence. A boy wearing purple girls boots, and they so, keep mentioning that um, another girl in the class has the same boots. Yeah, Katie Sorrentino. Yep. Um, but he gets outside and he puts on his shoes and hides his boots, thinking that he's pulling a fast one. But once they get to school, the teacher basically tells him, You're not going outside for recess if you don't have your boots on. Did you um did you ever use the Dewey Decimal system in your life? That's no, I don't understand here. it. I don't remember, remember what it, it was. That um is it like a library teacher, thing? Yeah, it's basically how they like categorized and mm-hmm. ordered yeah. the books and stuff. You know, um, I kind of made a connection with that later. I don't know if it was relevant at all, but I don't know if it. I don't know, it might come up later with right. old people. <laughs> that um, the teacher was Catherine Greenwood, who was a recurring cast member of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Oh wow. I don't remember. Oh, I love her. She's funny. I haven't seen her in anything in forever, but yeah, I recognized and her immediately. There's a kid in here with a recorder, the instrument. Yeah, the weird kid. I don't remember his name. I don't remember it either. He's great though. Yeah. And we yeah, used... we haven't we Go we ahead. meet him in the next scene. Right. Outside behind the dumpster. His name was Connor. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. So we met outside for recess. Jake's hiding behind the dumpster because he doesn't want anyone, especially Jagorski, seeing his beautiful boots. <laughs> and it's funny because multiple time multiple friends come over and they're like, Why are you wearing Katie Sorrentino's boots? <laughs> Did you take Katie's boots? Why do you have Katie's boots on? And then 
he's attracting too much attention and Jagorski comes over and revels in the opportunity to pound him. And then I, lo- I loved how they kept saying like, Oh, is there a dead squirrel over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that's every gets, one of them. <laughs> that's what gets Jagorski all excited. Um, and then farmer shows up and saves the day because earlier he brought up that the local scout troop is having a wreath selling contest and the first prize is a Nintendo, but no one believes him because he's a pathological liar. So he has to find proof and he shows up with a flyer. Yeah. Basically showing them proof and everyone goes crazy in excitement, including Jagorski. I love how quick like he flops. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's multiple scenes like that where like, he's like going at someone or whatever. And then something happens and he just like becomes one of the gang all of a sudden. Yeah. We should it have a reselling contest. Let's do it. We'll go door to door. Sure. Amish loves reads. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Where was I? This where is where was... the, um, doesn't his little sister tell him she wants well, a cabbage patch kid? There's a whole wreath selling montage first. Oh, right. This is where Jake goes and he tries to, because he goes to the one guy's house and the guy has no solicitor's sign outside. Mm-hmm. And he tries selling the guy the wreath. That guy was funny. Yeah. You got a learning disability? <laughs> oh, do you actually have a learning disability? Oh, that was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Before he shuts the door, he's like, hey, mom, this kid thinks your wreath sucks. Yeah, and he's like your classic Chicago guy. He's got a Bears jersey on, and he's wearing a bathrobe. And he's got a big old mustache. He's got that accent. I will say this is where I started liking uh Farmer, mm-hmm. because I used to do the same thing to my one English teacher when I was when my grade started to slip. I used to sweet talk the shit out of her. And that's how he got everybody to sign his thing and buy reads was the sweet talk to old people. That's great. Yeah, because we get this montage where all the kids are it's basically just a war zone of kids running the neighborhood trying to get sell wreaths. And Jake shows back up at home after digging out an old lady's car to get her wallet. So she'll buy a wreath off of him and he finds Farmer in his living room sweet talking his mother. Selling her a wreath. That's yeah, that was great. That kid's great. He's like a he's like beans from uh Stevens, you know, he's got that weird look to him. Yeah, because what does he say to her? He's like, I think our most valuable resource is our teachers. And she's like, Oh, and she hugs him, and he's like, What does he say? He's like, Stay beautiful, Kath. Yeah, (laughs) he walks out and he's like, She said, I remind you of you. Though this is where we get right. to um, the little sisters family, um, right? Well, before this, he, um, the dad, so far, this is multiple times the dad has been giving it to Jake for not cleaning up the dog poop in the backyard. And this is where he sends Jake out to go do it. And he starts lecturing Jake on how back when he was a kid, they took their time to appreciate the fresh air and they used to spend their time out in the woods building forts 
mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. kinds of watchtowers and rope ladders and things. And then this is where we kind of get a hint that his dad's up to something because he tells him to clean up all the poop except for the stuff back behind the shed. Right. Important scene, actually. Yeah. And it was, it was another one that I didn't you know, realize until I watched it again. Yeah, I was about to say that. I didn't connect that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because then he throws down those hockey sticks and he's like, when you're done, yeah. varnish these hockey sticks. And he's like, why? And it's because I said so. It needs to get done. I will yeah. say when he uh when he told him to take a deep breath in, I thought it was gonna kind of go down like, oh, you smell that? He was like, what? No. I thought he was gonna say, Yeah, it smells like shit, pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's what that would have been hilarious. It did seem like it was going that way. Cause doesn't doesn't Jake even say that? Because his yeah. dad goes, Do you smell that? And he's like, What, poop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, Rico, this is where Lizzie makes the deal with Jake. She wants a cabbage patch kid. Yeah. With red hair and freckles. Red hair and freckles. And in exchange for his help in getting one, she offers to give Jake a hot tip on how he can sell more wreaths. I forgot what he was selling for a second. And this is kind of where you learn she's kind of a psycho. Because she's like, oh, I know you only sold them to old people and I'll be watching you. Yeah. You better not like fuck me over. I'll be watching. I I actually went back and I watched the whole wreath selling montage. I didn't I was looking for her in the background. I didn't see her at all. I was hoping that she'd be like creeping somewhere. Oh, like behind a porch or something. That'd be awesome. She might have been. I just didn't see her. That would be cool if they did that. Um, but yeah, she definitely has like Megan from Drake and Josh kind of vibes. Yes. She's that like maniacal little. That's perfect. Always up to something. Yeah. But it, that ends like here though, too. She kind of like becomes like a. Yeah. An ally. More lovable. From yeah. You're on. Yeah, for sure. Did so you notice basically... the posters in the back? I All I seen was a Goonies one. I. I don't remember what the other posters were. No. I know he wouldn't have had it now, but I know when they're in the bedroom in the future, he has a no doubt poster I saw. Oh, that's cool. All right. Go ahead. Um, Basically, the tip that she gives him, he agrees to help put the idea in the parent's head that she wants the Cabbage Patch doll. Because last year she didn't get a Shira from Santa, so she can't trust him anymore. So she needs to go with the parents. And she gives him the tip on the Prairie Pines nursing home. That's why she brings up the old person who bought the two wreaths. Because old people love wreaths. And where there are more old people with doors than in a nursing home. Well, they love kids selling things. Yes, yes. No matter what it is, they always buy shit from kids. Yeah. So the next day he goes to the nursing home. And he has to endure a excruciating day with a bunch of old people just fawning all over him. And he walks away with 47 sales. Just not bad. Start. Yeah. That that scene was funny with the old people. Yes. Yeah. Of when the old dude is falling, he's like falling asleep with the pen in his hand. And he like <laughs> signs his name for him and he looks at the camera and he's like, what? He was going to do it anyway. (laughs) Mm. 
Uh, we go to the mall now? Yes, this is where they go to the mall and they start working together. And Jake starts putting the idea on the parents' head and they think he wants a Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his dad falls on the ice. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think so. And he, before that, when they're driving... He hates hates Wisconsin people. Yes, he's like, yeah. oh, you got Wisconsin drivers play. Of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> they were driving like assholes though. Yeah. So what does he say to the one guy? The one guy's beeping and he beeps back, and he's like, yeah, I got a horn too, huh? What about yeah. it, Miles? Hey, Miles Davis, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then Lizzie wants to put on Christmas music and. He refuses because they're listening to Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah, Steely Dan. Yeah, <laughs> he's the best. This is all year music. <laughs> I love Steve Zahn. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, um, I think he falls on the ice. Yeah. Here. Probably. There's yeah. so many. There's so many scenes. Oh yeah, he definitely does. He definitely spot. does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Because he's yelling at Santa. Anyways. Huh. Um. Anyway, they get they're in the mall, and Lizzie sees the toy store and wants to go check out the Cabbage Patch dolls, and is disappointed to find out that they are all sold out. Just like the that. remember back in the day when the hot item would just be completely sold out like that. Yeah, yeah. You'd actually now, have to go to the store though. Nowadays. Love... Sorry. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I loved how the custodian dude was just like so kind of traumatized. He was like, yeah. it's sold out in 20 minutes. You should have seen it. A woman yeah. punched a grandma and they were family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, So after this, Jake finds the Nintendo display and it just completely entrances him. Calling his name. Is I want I forgot I wanted to look it up. I wonder if that was like a real Nintendo display. That giant Nintendo with the cool like little robot TV looking thing. Rob the robot. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was that cool. is a real thing. Yeah. Like Rob is a character in Smash, and that's kind of that's what he's based off of. Oh, well, he's an actual robot. You okay. he's based off you could buy a robot and he plays along with you, kind of thing. It's only like two games, but I'm sure that display was probably real. Well, I don't know if it, they probably remade it, but. Oh, so that explains that joke. Is that why when he's like, what games do you want to play, Jake? And Jake keeps naming games and he's like, not that one. Pick a different one. <laughs> I don't have that one. How about Rampage? No, I think it's just they couldn't get the rights to the other games because they had a, like a, he only plays like two shitty games, Rob the Robot. Gotcha. But maybe that's something. But you could see all the games on the wall. They probably didn't yeah. have the rights to Mario. Um, what did I did? I did. There was a bit of trivia about that, and it said something about how all of the games that were on the wall were games that weren't either like released at that point for Super Nintendo or didn't originally release on Super Nintendo or something. Not super regular or regular Nintendo, something like that. I don't remember. Maybe. Um, But while he's distracted by 
the Nintendo display, his parents ask him to watch Lizzie and he completely ignores her and gets lost in a game of Rampage. Great losing game. his retainer in the process. Yep. Uh, then his parents come back and flip out because they don't know where Lizzie is. And they find her outside talking to the Santa, explaining her woes about the Cabbage Patch doll. And then the father makes a huge deal about him losing his sister and realizes that Jake also lost his retainer. Open your Jake mouth, gets, Jake. Yeah, that was funny. Cause all when he's like, it's not like losing your retainer. And then Jake gets that look on his face and the dad just slowly turns. To him. <laughs> Open your mouth. And then this starts like a mad race back to the yeah. mall to find the retainer. They're yeah, like that... pushing everyone out of the way too. <laughs> It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It Suzanne's very, just throwing people. It was very like McAllister's running through the airport. Yes. Yeah. Um, this scene was disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, that filthy he, retainer. Yeah, he finally finds his retainer and it's just got dust and dirt and crumbs and shit all over it. It got kicked. It got yeah. mopped. He doesn't want his dad to know that he lost it, so he just pops it in his mouth real quick. Ugh. I couldn't. I actually skipped it the second time I watched it because it grossed me <laughs> out. That is disgusting. But uh, he makes now, it out alive at least. Yes, he does. In the next scene, Jake and his dad are in the van under a bridge at night, listening to the Blackhawks game, waiting for a sketchy man to sell them a hot cabbage patch doll out of a trunk <laughs> played by david cross which is awesome i love david cross yes yeah that was awesome Actually, so this is where i kind of wondered if you guys grew up around this time because i want to know if this stuff actually happened i'm sure it did uh, I probably don't know yeah. i have any experience with it i mean i've always heard stories growing up about like somebody who knew a guy who had like you know, stereos that fell off a truck or, or shit like that. Oh, I've never been in happened. this situation, but With like, like beanie babies and stuff, it probably happened yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. It happens now on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I guess. Everyone's the new they, Facebook Marketplace. They buy like 10 PS5s. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and yeah. the guy has a Nintendo too in the trunk. Yeah, but the dad kind of just brushes it off. He yeah, with the, it was a funny. Uh, yeah, he wants a hundred for the cabbage patch doll. Steve Zahn offers him seven or sixty at first. Yeah, then seventy, and he's like, "I got him for 70. <laughs> yeah, because he's I, like, "I know a couple guys across town who are selling them for fifty, and he's like, "No, the Diaz brothers—they'll sell you a bunch of junk." <laughs> I loved how he thought they were cops at first. He was like, "Have you seen Twenty One Jump Street?" <laughs> You never know these days. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. That was funny. He's like, he's like, oh, so what, you guys having like a nice father-son day? You want one more? <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, though, I, I miss my dad a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His character is great. I actually just got an email today that he's coming to town, David Cross. Ooh. For like a stand-up? Yeah. That's cool. So, next we cut to the wreath contest at the Boy Scout meeting. 
which is they're doing some weird like candle vigil in yeah. the beginning that I didn't quite understand. Yeah. But maybe that's just a normal thing. I was never in scouts. Um so we third do the place. Race. Third place is Farmer, right? Yes. And he yeah. wins a subscription yeah. to Boys Life magazine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grew up on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that scout leader like, is great. Uh, okay, <laughs> because before they get they get to a what a Jagorski standing in the back and he's like, "Get to the wreaths already!" Yeah, and he's like, "Are you even in this troop?" <laughs> he's like, the door necklaces. <laughs> oh yeah, the door necklaces. <laughs> and then um, second the, place, the Hodges twins win second place. It was like a globe. Get, yeah, a globe. they win a globe. Yeah, because um, what's her face? Tammy was pretending to be a boy and helping her brother sell wreaths. Was but she there? Yeah. yeah, she was. She was the one with the baseball hat. She had oh, her hair okay. tucked in. Okay. And it, it was great. He grabbed it and then just threw it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then we get to the final prize, the first prize, our winner, our man. Our protagonist, Jake Doyle, takes home first prize. And this was another one scene where Jagorski was weird because he's he's in the background. He starts getting all excited and clapping when. Yeah, when he's rooting because he thinks he wins the Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's probably I was thinking he's probably going to like either try and steal it from him or weasel his way into playing it. Right. But this is where we see the prize, which is a brand new set of encyclopedias. Yeah, and all of the kids collectively lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Kids go nuts, <laughs> and we cut to the previous night at a PTA meeting where Timmy's father led a presentation on the negative effects of video games, and he essentially turns all of the parents against video games, thinking that they're corrupting their children and that is what led to the changing of the prize. Video, game over. Video, <laughs> game over. Video, game over. It was so stupid. It was. <laughs> yeah, so, but that actually happened, like, shit like that back in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. The parents were all up in arms for video games. Yeah, because this isn't the first time, too. Like, the, the, this was, like, the you'll shoot your eye out of this movie. Every time, like, video games came up around the adults and they would talk about how it's screwing up kids and rotting their brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, PTA meetings. Don't they, like, is over. this where they come up with the plan now? To um, uh, They're going on a field trip? This is, oh, yeah. Before this, I th- thought it was funny. They cut back to adult jake and annie and they're still playing nintendo but like it's farther into the story and they have like a blanket fort built mm. and like all kinds of like stuff is moved behind them and there's like plates with sandwiches and i just thought that was a funny touch that's cool i didn't that notice they've, that. Been, they've been just like doing a bunch of stuff this whole time yeah they got like chairs behind them and there's like a sheet over it and they got like a poster like a pendant hanging up inside and i thought that was a nice little yeah, I miss I miss building blanket forts. Yeah, 
my uh my sister bought my nieces these cool things they're like these big they almost look like couch cushions and they're magnetic and there's like different shapes and you can use them to build forts oh that's awesome yeah they're super cool that's yeah, pretty cool we'll absolutely be playing with those on christmas eve <laughs> get out it's mine <laughs> yeah I, the, all of them together will probably be big enough for just me and i can just sit in there like a big dope i can be the jagorski and i can make them fight me for yes there you go. ownership of the fort king of the mountain it's uh, a great idea um yeah oh another thing i did notice was kind of cool earlier at the very beginning of the movie when they show up at the house just jake and annie annie asks why they can't go visit aunt lizzie in australia which explains why Lizzie isn't at the house later in the movie. But in this scene, while they're watching TV, Lizzie's reading the encyclopedias and she's reading information on Australia. Oh, okay. I didn't put that together either. It's a stupid thing. I only realized because I watched it twice. Yeah. But, um, cause this is where she actually like sympathizes with Jake and, apologizes that he can't get his Nintendo now because we see on the news that there's a a full ban on Nintendo's countywide. That's what, that's when they they keep referring to Timmy's father as Dr. Keen and Jake's like he's a podiatrist. <laughs> Thought that was funny. Um then the next scene is the roller skating party. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember roller skating parties? Yeah, it was fun. Those were good times. Jeff, have you ever had the pleasure? Yeah, the one awesome. in Lockport had a, a roller rink with laser tag. Ooh. That's sick. Wow. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. sweet. Laser tag um, while you rollerblade? No, two separate. Oh, okay. Two uh, separate. Okay. Yeah, that would be <laughs> game changing and very dangerous. I see why they wouldn't do that because kids are idiots. Yeah. yeah. They're still learning how to skate. I, I barely know how to skate now. Yeah. I would be running into walls and shit, knocking stuff over. Yeah. If <laughs> if kids can't not run at Lasertron, putting <laughs> skates on their feet, it would be a very big mistake. The twins have uh, this, well, obviously the same birthday, but it's also during Christmas time, too. So they yeah, get, so they uh, get, they get boned. Gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and their gift this year is a box of with well a box of packs of baseball cards, and that's a good gift though. That's a good gift. Yeah, I I liked. I don't know why, but I liked that they handed them out and everyone got to open them. Yeah, that looked fun. Mm Hmm. And they got a, they had like an error card, right? Yeah, the old Bill Ripken fuckface card. Yeah. Yeah, is that real? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, basically I the way I understand it is apparently he needed a way to label his bat so that he could recognize it quickly. So he wrote fuckface on the butt of it. So that when he was in a hurry, he could grab yeah. the right bat and he was using it for batting practice and someone wanted to take pictures and he didn't realize it was for a baseball card. And he forgot that he even had the fuck face bat. At least that's what he says. So when he just, I I don't know though, because like it was perfectly facing upright. So you can read it clear as day. But yeah, I was actually just looking up the card 
a little bit ago and uh a like a mint 10 out of 10 card can go for like 600 bucks uh, that's it yeah hmm. it was going but, for a hundred um, there yeah and this is where they come up with the idea they have a class trip to chicago coming up to the city and um they decide that if they sell enough baseball cards, they can get enough money to sneak away from the field trip and buy their own Nintendo. Now this and... felt very, this was like the losers club from it. They're, they're all together, like working on this big plan, you know? Yeah. And the big board that they had reminded me of um, Kevin's plans from home alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. When he's booby trapping the house yeah there's there like a, a there... picture of the kid puking yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the one kid he's allergic to spaghettios <laughs> i love that spaghettios were in here that's like my childhood yeah. Spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh yeah so basically the whole plan they lay out is while they're on the bus they're going to feed this kid spaghettios he's going to get sick causing the bus to stop He's going to buy them so much time. Jake is going to sneak off the bus, make the purchase, and come back. Yeah, or so run, they think. He, yeah, he runs into a couple uh, roadblocks. Yeah. First, before anything, while they're leaving to go get on the bus, Jagorski shows up and steals all their money. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. I don't even know how he knows they have the money. But... Probably, probably yeah. farmer. You got tipped off by the little sister. Oh, wait, could you imagine? <laughs> um, And then before getting on the bus, the teacher notices that Jake is wearing his sneakers again. So he's not allowed to get on the bus without putting his boots on, which the kids immediately notice and start making fun of him for. And he walks by Katie Sorrentino and she goes, I have the same boots. In a <laughs> in a kind of supportive way, she says it. Like she's not making fun of him. Yeah. She's definitely yep. like, Yeah, I, I have the same boots, man. And then he's sitting next to that weird kid. I forgot his name. Yeah. Connor. Connor, yeah. Cause he's talking about his ant farm. <laughs> he's like, all the ants died, but all the uncles are still alive. <laughs> He's he's just like the he's the weird kid that everyone would make fun of, but he didn't care because he was he accepted it. Yeah, he was accepting and confident in who he was. And Connor Stump. Connor Stump. Yep. And between a pep talk he gives to Jake and Jake remembering something his father told him when they were in the van listening to the Blackhawks game, he stands up to Jagorski. And basically gets in his face and tells him you're not shit and demands the money back and it works. Yeah. I do like that that was pretty much the same speech his dad gave him about the yeah. I forgot who it was, but it was a hockey player. Uh while they're listening. Lemieux. Yeah, Lemieux. And uh yeah, I love that. He puts he puts the purple boot in Jagorski's chest and he's like, Give me the money. And he gets all afraid and gives the money back. And yeah, he stood up to his bully. 
Yeah, this is where they set the plan in action. Um, can we take a videos. can we take a little break right here? Yeah. Okay. You're good. So, with good old kid whose name I keep forgetting to look up, puking his brains out all over the teacher, which that's that's great. He he eats oh, his great scene. Is it Evan? Like, the whole I think so. I don't remember. Probably. The um I have IMDB right here. I don't know why I'm I think it was Evan. I think it's yeah. Evan. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um because he does this early before Jake stands up to Jagorski and all that. He he's up there talking to the teacher this whole time and he's telling her about how his stomach hurts and this and that and just Right when they need him to, right on schedule, he just projectile vomits all over her. Oh, that was Spaghetti Obama. That was yeah. so funny. Yeah, it was it was so over the top. So she takes him off the bus, and they figure that that buys them a good ten minutes. So they open the emergency hatch on the back of the bus. I like how they covered the alarm too. Yeah. They even put that little detail in where they got to cover the alarm opening the back of the bus. Yeah, they planned this out really well. So Jake grabs his duffel bag and runs in. And running in, he slips on the ice, but he doesn't fall. He runs past the Santa mm-hmm. and into the mall. And once again, he's just running into people and knocking people over and He's just about to get to the store and he sees Timmy Keene's mom and was it that the twins mom? Yeah. Uh, No, that was Mikey's mom. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. And they're protesting video game over video game over <laughs> and trying to prevent people from going into the store that is selling the Nintendos. So they need somebody who can create a distraction and they get farmer to call and have them paged and distract yeah, them on the great. phone and what does he what does he say he's from the nieces and nephews collective yeah yeah from fucking canada <laughs> and then they start making fun of him oh you're from canada hey, aren't you yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like talking about it like it's some bullshit like big brother program for nieces and nephews yeah that's oh, that's that funny great that kid's great. So <laughs> Jake gets into the store. He gets the Nintendo. He almost gets pulled in by the robot again. Yep. He's like, shut up, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he gets the Nintendo. He makes his way out. He manages to avoid the moms. Gets out the front door. He's home free. Well, it's the ice. Well, first... Evan stops puking. Yes. So they they have to get back on the yes, bus. They and get on dip. the bus. Yeah. But so he's the, rushing the, now. There's a light at an intersection that he's going to meet them at. Yeah. And he makes it out the door, and he hits the ice. Oof. And the Nintendo goes airborne, lands in the street right in front of the bus, and everyone <laughs> watches in horror. As it's, it is crushed into oblivion. It's so it funny up. that it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I think like 
what I think is Neil Patrick Harris's mind yes. like, added that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the story. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But too. I was laughing so yeah. hard when it just there's, blows up. There's a bunch of that, like when uh, when Timmy Karate kicks the TV. Oh yeah, he goes like flying like twenty yeah. feet across the room. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, at this point, Jake missed the bus. His Nintendo is gone. He runs into the Cabbage Patch guy who gives him a friendly pep talk about how he should appreciate the life he has and his family and just enjoy the holidays and not make it about trivial things like a Nintendo. Right. It's like the pigeon lady from home alone. Oh, when he starts telling him the story and he's like about the donkey and he's like, you know what I always wanted for Christmas when I was a kid, a donkey, you believe that? And he's like, well, yeah, that would be a stupid thing to make up. <laughs> yeah, um, tells them to say, tell someone Merry Christmas. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice little exchange. Yeah, It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I didn't think of the pigeon lady. I was thinking a Home Alone one where he runs into the old man in the church. Same difference. They're oh, yeah. all, it's all the same, same character. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Same character, different paint job. Um, And he... uh. Cabbage Patch guy gets him a cab and sends him off to the art museum to meet back up with his class. That was nice of him. He did yeah. a real solid and told him, drop him off on the side door and tell him you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it, try not to get him in trouble. Yeah. This part made me laugh because Jake says, how can I pay you back for this? And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. I fleeced your dad on the patch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they both got they both think they got one over on each other. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we get to Christmas morning and Jake and Lizzie open up all excited to open their presents. Lizzie ends up actually loving and appreciating the doll they got her even though it wasn't a redhead and Jake is disappointed to find that there is no Nintendo under the tree. This was a uh... This made me miss being a kid like on Christmas morning. I agree. The way they get up when they like when Lizzie wakes him up and they get all excited. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, is it time yet? And the dad Steve Zahn's got the video camera out and stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was nicely done. And uh Steve Zahn gets a sander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mom's trying to have like a nice little moment with the kids and he's off like sanding a doorway. <laughs> oh, the moment's ruined now. <laughs> and in his sanding, he knocks over a box that was tucked away. Neatly wrapped package from Rich Uncle Dan. In Japan. Yeah, from Japan, in Japan. Where Nintendo's made. And we have our potential Christmas story moment. Yeah, <laughs> the box is just the right size, and Jake opens it, and it's a Japanese light bright. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and then the dad says, "You know, for a minute, I thought it was going to be a Nintendo." And they all, they all laugh. start. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. They all start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he calls um Mikey right. He's like, yeah. what Did you get a chia pet or something? Yeah, yeah, that was the Chia Pet. Yeah. 
Yeah, he got a Chia pet, and then like the one kid got a bike or something. The, the twins basically... got a bike to share. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> For them. Uh, that's funny. Um, so we flash forward to later that evening, and is is this the scene where the dad goes to grab a cookie again? And she's like, yeah. no, those are for your mother. And he's like, my mom would have wanted me to have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they're getting ready to go to Wisconsin? the mother's parents' house. Yeah. Wisconsin or Nebraska or one of those places. Um, and the father angrily sends Jake out into the yard again to pick up the rest of the dog poop before they leave because he wants to beat the traffic. And Jake grabs his shovel and he says, make sure you go and get the stuff out behind the shed where he wasn't supposed to go earlier. And Jake walks around behind the shed and he yells at the to the dad to turn the floodlights on. And his dad turns the light on and we see what his dad has been working on this entire time. A huge tree fort. That was sweet. All kinds of lights. And yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was an awesome tree fort. You know what that reminded me of, Rico? Do you remember the tree fort by Matt Bueller's house? Yeah. <laughs> that like three-story yes. monstrosity. That's a kid we grew up with. But yes. <laughs> that yeah, this one was a lot better, I think. Yeah, because that one was actually made by just shitty kids getting whatever <laughs> wood they could. But I mean, three stories, it was impressive. Yeah. I f- dude, I forgot about that thing. Yeah, that was great. Anyway... Um... This was a really emotion. This was a. I was tearing up a little bit. Yeah, it it took a turn. It took yeah. a turn. It was definitely like, if you have a dad you look up to, this was definitely a tearjerker for yeah. sure. Yeah, Jake loves it, and he's like him and his dad are, you know, bonding in the tree fort. Yeah. He shows them the. Uh... What do you have to stain? The hockey stick. The hockey, oh, yeah, the hockey stick. sticks. What he was that tra- for? The trap door. Oh, yeah. oh, that was what it was, a trap door. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because cool. as Jake even says earlier, when they're talking about making building one, he's like, can it even have a trap door? And he's like, yeah, of course. And that's <laughs> what the hockey sticks end up being. And then he has Jake carve a J into it right underneath where he carved the J. And they have a yeah. nice little moment. And in the future... Jake takes Annie up there and this is where he explains to her that he never actually got the Nintendo and that he got a job working as a caddy at a golf course and he bought the Nintendo himself later. Yep. And at first she's kind of disappointed, but then they have a nice moment outside and they both agree that the tree fort is their favorite place at grandma's house. Yeah. And then they're called in for dinner and this is where we learn that this is their first Christmas without the father. Yeah, which I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it, they... it's much more obvious early on because when they first get to the house, there's there's mention of it because she's like, oh, dad, are you going to be OK this year? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I always have a good Christmas, but you don't really know why she's saying that. Yeah, they had to throw that in there to make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he's still got his shitty Blackhawks cup. And they got his nice little place <laughs> at the table. Yeah. Uh, and then this yeah. is also where we find out that he married Katie Sorrentino. 
Yep. Yeah. Because she says, we don't know that until she says, you left out the best part, our matching purple boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then they, show, nice. um, they show the little J's that yeah. they carved into everything in the house that they worked on with each other. Yeah, because yeah, Annie, right? That's the daughter? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh, well, I don't think this story is only about you not getting the Nintendo or getting the Nintendo. It's also where you and your dad found your thing, which is woodwork, basically. Yeah. Making things. Yeah, they look around the house and there's just a bunch of things that have two J's etched in them. Yeah. Which was was nice. nice. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And then basically we end with what is it? It's a scene of him and his father out in the treehouse. Yeah, it's just the treehouse. Yeah. Back in the past. And they just have a nice little moment together. And he talks about all of the fun times he's going to have in the treehouse and all the memories that are going to come from it. They showed pictures of uh, him and his friends hanging out in the treehouse and stuff. Yeah. And then that's basically the end of our movie yeah i was crying at the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get that um yeah i like the movie a lot yeah. though yeah it was nice it's good it's a good christmas story definitely i'll put it in my rotation for christmas movies now yeah for sure yeah because it, it it definitely doesn't hide the fact that it's taking a lot from home alone christmas story the father reminded me a lot of Clark Griswold. Yeah. But like it subverts all of the expectations you have and kind of like turns everything on its head. Every time you think something is going to go right, it goes wrong. Every time you think he's going to get his Nintendo or he's going to finally catch a break, something screws it up. I do like how there wasn't because every other Christmas movie, it's like, Oh, the parents changed their minds and got them their magical gift. And, you know, they had a special moment. I'm glad that never happened. Yeah. It made it way yeah. better. That and you saying that also reminded me. I'm glad they didn't. Oversaturate it with 80s. Yeah. Like they didn't do a stranger things and just pour buckets of 80s all over your head every five minutes, you know, it yeah, was very yeah. subtle. It was 80s where it needed to be 80s, but it wasn't just like full of 80s music and funky haircuts and crazy colors. And yep. Hey, remember this decade happened? Yeah, I appreciate Even that. though like I never had any of those experiences, you know, mm-hmm. it was still it, it wasn't like what you were saying, like too much. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, it gets the 80s. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. it was it was subtle. It was, it was a good. Nice touch. But yeah. Good. Out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, honestly, it's a Christmas movie. I would give it a 10. Because I'm not expecting the world from a Christmas movie. I just want a nice little story. Fits with the holiday. Yeah. I, I got what I was looking for. I agree. For a Christmas movie, ten. Yeah, as a as a Christmas movie, I'd say a nine. As a regular movie, a seven point five. Overall, yeah. I, you know, it was a that's fair. really good movie. Yeah. Mm. Did you yeah. um? No, I seen. Oh, one more thing. Steve Zahn gets the uh, credit 
the the last credit and Steve Zahn. That's a important credit you get. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And yeah. Steve Zahn, which yeah. he deserved. I agree. Um, did you see the trailer for the new Christmas Story movie? I didn't even know that was a thing. There's a new I, one. It came saw, out. It's out yeah, already. It's on HBO Max, I believe. Yeah, it is. That's why if the preview came on right after I watched this movie. Yeah, no, it's about Ralphie when he's older. Yeah, it's actually I, played by Peter Billingsley. Oh, it's the same person too. Yeah, and I wonder if it's the same Fark Farkas. That the, would be great. The bully. It kind of probably is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, me either. Other than that, it's about the future, Ralphie. I'll, I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah, let's see. Why not? I, I, love, I love the Christmas movie, so a Christmas story, Christmas. Let's a see. Christmas Follow story. the now adult Ralphie as he returns to the house on Cleveland Street to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one he had as a child, reconnecting with childhood friends and reconciling the passing of his old man. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Does he get a Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah. So that's uh, uh I, Hey, go Rico. Zach Ward, Scott Farkas. Same person? Ooh. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess no one's doing anything these days. I can't see my camera. I don't even know if I held that up to you properly. Yeah, good enough. Good enough. Take my word for it. You believe me. I'm a trustworthy guy. <laughs> um, All right. Anything else? Good recommendation, Rico. Thank you. I never heard of this. Until yeah, neither have I. My buddy at work told me about it last year, and I totally forgot about it. <laughs> My buddy Tony at work. Yeah, and I will that, say uh, I'm glad I watched it. You know, it was a yeah, real good. I don't really like too many Christmas story or movies. Usually, they're all like Hallmark movies, and they're I hate those movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these are kind of the move Christmas movies I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, it'll be in my rotation for next year. And um, anything else you guys got? No. I'm good. Good. All right. So next week, we're going to be doing our Darkest Dungeon 2 early release review. And with Mike, he's coming on with us. And then we'll pick a new game. I'm excited Mm. to play a new game. Mm. Me too. Yeah, burnt out of a uh, darkest dungeon. <laughs> a month is a long time to spend on a game. Yeah. Well, I'm probably gonna keep playing this game after two. Not gonna lie. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I, I'm gonna yeah. play it when it releases full. I think. Because I feel like I'm not making any progression in it. But we'll talk about yeah. that next week. I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun with it. I my problem is that I like to play games based off of like how I'm feeling at the moment. So having to like. Sp- shoehorn it in to mm-hmm. a specific window makes it difficult but I'm rolling with this one I'm having fun yep alright and you can follow us on twitter at randomizer game and you can email us at randomizer at gmail.com and thank you for listening and merry christmas and we'll catch you next week see us. <laughs>